All right. Welcome to the Operations Mastery Podcast. My name is Nick Verdi. I'm here with Mikkel Anthony, who's the CEO of Hey Social, a massive content creation agency, mostly for e-com and tech clients. And we're excited to have him on today. Awesome. Happy to be here. Mikkel, what service do you provide and and what's the size of your agency right now? Yes. So the name is Michael. I know it's a bit. Oh, it's Michael. Bit sorry. But yes, what we offer is a uh, data-driven creatives uh, for e-commerce or technology companies that you know, acquire users using Meta, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, which is content-heavy platforms if you're going to do your acquisition there. And we you know, offer full-service content creation with our content creators, as well as helping them understand the data behind those creatives, just to make sure that every single month you're getting creatives that are bringing you in the right direction of your goals, uh, growth goals, revenue goals, profit goals as well. And how are you creating content for each client? Yep. So we have, uh, it's a full done for you service. It's really mostly for uh, agents, uh, companies that are looking either for more scale or that don't have the skill set to do it themselves. And so we'll do all the, uh, we'll take a look at uh, what's in their uh, ad account in terms of data so that they can point us in the right direction. We'll do the creative strategy. We will cast content creators that we work with and we train. Um, then we'll ship our content creators a product. They will uh, will also manage them during the production. They're, the content creators are going to send all that content back to our video editors. We're then going to do all the video editing and post-production. And then we send that out to the client. They then run that as ads. And then after that, you know, usually about 10 to 14 days later, we'll do a, a recap of what happened with that batch of creators that we gave them so that it leads us in the right direction for the following campaigns that we work with them. Amazing. So is this mainly for paid content, not organic? Yeah. Right now, I would say 90% of our business is paid content. We are opening up the organic side as well. Um, but yeah. Amazing. And um, these creators, do you find them custom for each client? Are they basically influencers? No. So they're content creators uh, for the most part, Got meaning it. that we're when we're uh, onboarding content creators, we're looking for the skill of content creation. We're not looking so much for the influence that they have over their followers. That allows us to keep obviously better margins, but also to not price out certain clients because for influencers, for them to create a UGC uh, video, it could be like $1,000 per video. Most brands can't afford that. So we'll usually go and get some of the UGC content creators that are just skilled at creating content. And then from there, we'll train them. And we want to keep you know uh, enough diverse creator pool uh, to be able to uh, you know, serve as many different types of clients as possible. That's really smart. And um how do you like manage these creators and the onboarding process um, with these clients and especially like month after month? Like, is it, are these standard procedures and processes you do every time or is it custom? And um, yeah, how, how, do, how do you manage that? Because sometimes like creators have slow turnarounds and things like that. Like, how do you deal with all of that? So we try to make the onboarding process for content creators as uh, sometimes as intense as possible. So we see who's actually going to be, who's willing to work with us. Uh, and so, you know, from the onboarding, they obviously give us all their information so that we could add them to our CRM. But then we ask them for their portfolio. We ask them to do test videos. Um, and sometimes we'll even um, have them work and create deliverables for a brand as a test even though that's not sold to the brand, but just on our end so that we can see their quality, their speed, their collaboration, uh, their willingness to improve and take feedback. And so it's very hard. It's a hard process. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And it's working with enough content creators over time to then be able to see which of the content creators do I can I rely the most for the quality, the speed, and the results. And then just making sure that we're keeping them close to us, training them, trying to get them better. Uh, but yeah. 
Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of the key to your sale and success is these content creators. Um, are they the same across multiple brands or, or different each time? So we, we try to stay away from, uh, like we have a couple of brands that are almost like direct competitors. Like there we won't cross pollinate because that'll just look I bad see. on the brand side. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we have, I would say like we have about 50 content creators that we use uh, religiously. And so it does lead to different brands using the same content creators, but most of the time they're in different industries. And what, what CRM or, or tech do you use? Notion. All Notion. Wow. Most, yeah. We use Notion. We use frame.io for the video side. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you started in 2021? Yep. Uh, and how many clients are you working with? Right now we have 40 active clients. Okay. That's pretty impressive growth in, in two years. Yeah. We work a lot. <laughs> yeah. What, how were you able to grow? Cause um, there's a lot of content agencies out there and e-commerce is hard to sell to. Like how, how did you get to 40? Yeah. So the, the first year, if I would say like 2021 to 2022, the first year was really figuring out like who could we actually work with? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people are entering the space uh, and starting like short form uh, agencies. And, um, you know, the mistake that we made, at least, was trying to sell to people who don't have money. And those are sometimes the hardest clients to work with, the ones that don't have budget. And so our first year was really trying to understand exactly like who's the customer that can work with us on a monthly basis that we can give the best results to. Because when we were doing it for ourselves, because, you know, we we started first creating this type of content for our own brands and we we're spending anywhere from 50 to 350K per month with those videos. And that was an investment. Content was a big investment that we had to make every single month because of that budget. And so mm -hmm. after the first year was really when we realized who we can work with and who we could work with on a long, uh, on a long horizon because we focus a lot on retention because ultimately that's where most of the profits mean, but also that's where the most uh, clients get the most benefit is us working with them over a long period of time. So yeah, it was first understanding who can, who is the actual person that uh, would need our service. And then second thing was how do we make our, keep improving our service every single month? Cause uh, whenever you stop working on your product and not trying to be ahead and, and of the market, or at least at same at same, the same pace with the market, that's where your videos really start to um, not generate results. And ultimately, it's our just our sheer focus on retention and product and making that better, and listening to our customers every single month and biting the bullet when we do when we did mess up, and mm -hmm. and you know finding ways to. Uh, just try to keep better and try to keep getting better. And, you know, I, one thing that I'm very proud of at the agency that we do very well is that we have clients that are a, a year, two years with us and all, they're on month to month uh, contracts. They're not locked in for a year. Mm. Uh, and that's just because we're really focused on how can we make a better product, better service, and ultimately keep making our clients uh, more money. Amazing. It's very impressive. Yeah. Retention, hard to do. Um, and it's iterative. So it's always improving. So I respect that you guys do that. In terms of creative, do you have like scripts and templates and processes you give to these creators to speed their job up? Or how do you approach like the actual creative of it so it so it's effective and ads? Yeah. So that's a big thing that we're working on internally right now is how do we like double the monthly revenue that we have? And it's all comes down to templates and formats and 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 so mm. 
there's different ad types, so different styles of videos. So you have like, let's say an organic face to camera. You have like, which is just somebody like as if they were doing an Instagram story of like, hey, I just got this product. Here's my experience with it. And that's very authentic and, and it could work. Now that usually doesn't dictate a script. It gives talking points so that the person really shares their own story with the product. Then you have things that are more like AGC, which is act like, actor generated content almost which is like mm -hmm. super scripted hooks are super aggressive the script is super aggressive that needs a full detail scripts then you have things like street interviews where you go up to people in the street and you kind of talk to them and you find an interesting way of getting the product that's another ad type so for us it's like all these different ad types that we have how do we proceduralize and build that into templates for how our creative strategy is going to come up with ideas around this ad type how are our content creators going to receive the information and the instructions of how should they shoot this ad type mm -hmm. so that's a big process and a big thing that we're rolling out this quarter and probably q1 of next year is really templatizing as much as possible all the different ad types and the different messaging styles that we want. And then from there, giving that to the content creator. And then the great thing about that is if one ad type is consistently wrong, we could just change that template, iterate on that template. And then from there, everybody else, like all the other accounts that we use that ad type for will feel the benefits of that. Um, but yeah, so it's really like, how do you proceduralize every style of video? Um, yeah. Smart, really smart. And um so my last question is you mentioned you have an intense onboarding, whether that's for clients or for creators. Um, what's that look like? For for clients or for creators? Uh, let's go creators. Yeah. So creators. Um, so we have multiple different sources that we get them from. We get them from TikTok. We go on some platforms. And uh, ultimately, we, we usually have a, a campaign in mind that we're going to pitch them for. And... Um, yeah, so they, then they onboard, we use Typeform to onboard them. From there, there's usually uh, an onboarding call where they get in touch with somebody from our team. And then that's when we ask them, trying to figure out a bit more about them, which brands do they want to work with, which brands do they not want to work with. We also, uh, we just started implementing this uh, two weeks ago, is getting shots of their house. What does their kitchen look like? What does their bathroom look like? What does their living room look like? Because ultimately we've worked already with content creators in the past that are really good on camera, but their environment sucks and their house is messy. Mm. And so that mean, means that like product for production's sake, like they need to go somewhere else to go shoot, uh, which is not the most efficient when it comes to time, uh, turnaround time. So uh, yeah. And then ultimately then after we'll ask for their portfolio, we'll ask them to do a test video and then um if we're really unsure of the quality or unsure of the of the person, then we'll have them do uh, just a batch of deliverables for a brand. And then we'll decide if we give it to the brand or not, if it's good. Um, but ultimately, like that's stringent so that when we do place a content creator in a campaign, they don't, you know, ruin our name with the with the client. Because obviously, if the creator does a bad job, the client's going to put it on us. If the creator flakes, it's our fault. Uh, but yeah. Totally. This has been an amazing episode. Any last advice for founders or anyone about operations or processes or or, or content, anything? Um, for founders, I would say like really focus on on retention and your clients. Um, I know when I first started my my journey, it was really like how much money can I make as quickly as possible, but. In a long enough time horizon, if you're just focused on the money, then you'll ruin your name and reputation in this space and people won't, wouldn't want to want to work with you. Um, you know, have peers in the space that run agencies and they run agencies of the churn and burn model. And ultimately their clients don't like them. The team hates it because they're like, clients are always mad at them. So really focus on how can you deliver to your clients 
best possible product with the best possible experience and understand that's going to be a hard and long journey but ultimately it'll be worth it once uh, you do good by enough people that word of mouth starts coming to your way and then that's when things can become really uh, start to become really interesting when people in the space that you admire and that you respect like know what your company is about and heard good things about you and think you know looking at it in a long enough time horizon of the business that you want to build and not just kind of like a hustle and then operations wise is is you I, I really like the way mcdonald's like i really think about how can i mcdonald's my operations mm -hmm. like how can i make it that simple where you know anybody from any department could jump into a set of sops and like understand how to knock it out of the park because ultimately if you rely your operations on a players and those a players get sick they get married they get pregnant and then they leave like a lot of like dude we had that you know about last quarter one of our uh, lead creative strategists uh, had to go on sick leave and she was gone for like a month. And like that whole department was like on fire because like the main person who was the A player there that we loved and like all the other people loved as well because she was a great leader. But when she left, we didn't have the the, the operation, the, the systems and the SOPs to make sure that it's not just about having A players, but it's about having a like amazing set of systems and SOPs that it doesn't matter what type of player is in there they'll ultimately be able to become better because of the processes that you put in place um but yeah McDonald's is a perfect example or just the franchise model in general um you want quality standardized to every client so that some clients aren't getting your best work and others aren't um yeah, exactly. you're absolutely right that the end result of that the downstream effects are brand recognition and referrals, which means free leads with great yep. clients, which is gold. So yep. you're, you're absolutely spot on there. Well, Michael, thank you for your time here. And what, what where can people find your website? Yes, that's heysocial.io, H-E-Y-S-O-C-I-A-L.io. Um, yeah, you can find us there. You can find us on Instagram during the, with the same handle as well. Perfect. Well, Michael, appreciate it. I'm sure in, in two years, you'll be twice the size and maybe we can have another conversation then, but um, it's been a great. Awesome. Appreciate you, Nick. Yep. Thanks, sir.